everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of It Was All a Stream. I'm Chris Sachs, your host alongside your co-host, Neil Carroll. Welcome back. Episode 23, the drive for 25, sir. It's our, it's our Jordan episode. It's our Jordan episode. Nice, nice. Yes, yes. Can we talk? Can, I mean, it's our our show, so we can break format. Can we tell the public how impressed you are that I made a Jordan a correct? Oh my Jordan gosh! Yeah, last day? night you made a reference yeah. to Jordan making his comeback after wow. retiring the first time. And, accurately, uh, I made that. Accurately reference. made it, and I was mm-hmm. so proud of him that this, right. even, the analogy that he was making <laughs> was outlandish and outrageous, but. <laughs> I just had to As go with it. Way. I couldn't contradict yeah, I it to because that. of how proud I was. Yeah, I wanted to share that with the world. Well, we have some fun stuff to talk about today. We are going to do yeah. some stream it, skip it, add it to the watch list. We got a couple new trailers this week. Also, some really just Marvel, Star Wars, and DC news this week. And that's it for rolling or trolling. And then we will go over our suggestions from last week. I watched Clear and Present Danger. Neil, you watched About Time. But first, the penultimate episode of WandaVision. How should we start? Neil, do you want me to do a little recap for the listeners? Why don't we do the briefest of recaps and then dive in? Because there's... It's this was streamlined. Like, there's not a lot for us to. It was pretty pick apart. So pick I'm, apart. But I'm yeah. just going to be using our good old friend Wikipedia as a reference, uh, but kind of skimming through. I'm not gonna uh, just as a reference. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read verbatim this week. So Word. we start out this episode of Wandavision. We go back in time to 1693 in Salem, where we see a coven of witches led by the mother of Agatha Harkness, who are basically punishing Agatha for using dark magic. This backfires on them. And she basically drains their souls or their their lives from them to leave these decrepit little skeletons. Um, I don't know if that's how like part of the source of her power is she has to take like the life force from others but anyways yeah that is what happens we get a flashback for agatha which seems appropriate because this was all a flashback episode um that we get from wanda so we kind of shoot back into the future and agatha makes it known that her goal in all of this at least so it seems on the surface, is to figure out how Wanda did what she did. So I think we can can dive in here. Let's just dive in piece by piece as we go down the road of this episode. So this first part, it seems as though it's pretty much confirmed that Wanda was the one who created this world. She didn't have any outside help and Agatha, who had been watching Wanda from afar, notices this. And she, I guess, goes to Westview when she realizes what's happening and 
starts meddling and she's trying to figure out the source of Wanda's power. Now, I'm just going to open with, I'm glad I expressed a little concern that they were taking away uh, uh, Wanda's cojones. You know, it's, it's sad that I, I'm applying, you know, that male phrase to her, but like, you know what I mean? Like they took away yeah. her chutzpah of like, I wanted her to really be the villain is a harsh word, but in control. So I was happy that after the, it was Agatha all along, which was, you know, a funny song and like, okay, cool. I'm in, I'm interested. It was great to see that Wanda was still a number one supreme powerful being. So I was happy about that. Happy she created the hex because I think that's important right. to the storyline that it's her, that she's the driving force. Agatha in comics in this show is an old character. She's character has been around a while. One of the people's walked the earth a long time, um, which I like that they're bringing that in. You know, we we're going cosmic We're we're, you know, they're bringing in all these figures. It's not as far fetched. You already have Thor who's essentially a God. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have this kind of immortal being perpetually young type thing that works for me. Um, your thoughts on Wanda still being the hex controller. You agree with me? No, I, I agree. I like that they kind of, you know, at first, it kind of seemed like they were playing both sides of the fence with it, where they talk about, oh, she was the one who almost, you know, defeated Thanos just herself, but then she wasn't able to create this world herself. Mm-hmm. So I, I was worried that they were only kind of diving halfway in, but they weren't going all the way with it. So I'm glad that they kind of, pretty much confirmed this is where we stand she is capable of creating this entire world herself without any outside help as a matter of fact it would be going much better if there weren't people meddling (laughs) right yeah that's right it'd be going much better um she so agatha you know that scene of her being tried by witches like her own coven she was part of a group in the comics called new salem you know a coven up there and she leaves the coven um so you know they took that and turned it into this where she kind of drains their power um and her the whole thing was she was like going too far with it uh right which again leaves the door open to mephisto right potentially i think the door is still open regardless i think it will be a weird reveal for the very last episode episode of not only the season but we're thinking probably the series um could be just kind of a, a weird way to do that but um yeah i kinda i liked how they approached agatha as far as she like after we get her flashback, we're back in the dungeon and she's trying, she basically says like all the villains in history, they kind of say what their plan was all along. And she's like, I want to know how you did it. Like, I know this spell. I know this spell. You are doing it on, she says autopilot. Like you're just making things happen and barely having to think about it. I need to know how you're doing it because presumably she wants that kind of power. So she casts a little spell 
to basically look back into Wanda's memories. And we start with her the flashback of her in her home as a child in Sokovia with her parents right. and her brother Pietro. And we learn a lot in this one memory, right? We, right. we learn, which was kind of obvious, was the, the references to why it's a, a different sitcom. television yeah. sitcoms, right? That was because like how they got through it. Right. That's what they all watched as a family together. Right. The like um, pirated DVDs or whatever yeah. of, of all these shows. Um, and we also learn basically that Wanda has had these some sort of powers all along. Right. But they were fairly limited. And then something happens where she's uh, boosted. And that seems yeah. to be her contact with the Mind Stone. Right. So we see the, the Stark missile, because we remember from Age of Ultron, where she right. references that her and Pietro were sitting in their room for two days hoping that the bomb didn't get go off they didn't know what was going to happen um the bomb literally lands in their living room it says stark technologies unfortunately killing their parents um as they were watching the dick van dyke show and she makes a little hand motion that seemingly tampers with the bomb so that it doesn't go off she, right, like one of those like probability hexes, right? That she's known for, right? So that right. she made it so that that bomb wouldn't go off because you know it's Stark Tech and Stark Tech, the majority of the time works. Correct. You know, I don't know yeah, when it good hasn't at least it worked to some capacity. Um, so that was interesting that they're establishing. Agatha is saying she's she was basically a witch the, the whole time, but she just didn't know it and didn't know what she was doing. But or she was like a natural. And I like I like that you know there it's the mind stone that she comes in contact with, and thus you know bringing it full circle when she falls in love with Vision, who has the mind stone in him. But that scene where she's standing and then on the camera anyway, she's all of a sudden on the floor. And nothing else has changed in the room. Yeah, so so that's the there? second I mean, that's the second yeah. memory where we get her uh, memory at of the Hydra being facility. at the Hydra facility, and they're doing the experiments on Loki's scepter, which has hmm. the Mind Stone in it that was used for Vision. So that it's right. all connected. Wanda and Vision have been connected since this moment, essentially, when you really think about it, because right. Vision time. was created from a bunch of different things but mainly that mind stone is what brought him to life and wanda basically gained her the amplification of her power through it. presumably from the mind stone at least that's what they were trying to say so i don't know who like erased the tape there again what you're referencing is there's the video that the hydra people are watching and they're trying to watch the replay of what happened and they don't really see anything happening. One second, Wanda's standing there. The next, she's on the floor. She's passed out. Um, I don't know if she maybe manipulated it with her powers to make it to... I, I don't know Good. if there's significance to that, but that's what I would guess is that she manipulated that with her powers. 
that she manipulated it. Okay. Cause it's not the last time we see a manipulated video that a manipulated video comes into play with respect to her going into that, uh, sword facility. Correct. So great. Continuing with awesome segues. So the third and no, 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 no. First, the third memory, before we get into that, the third memory we get is actually, uh, a, more of a sweet moment that we get with Wanda and vision at the the um, Avengers facility. This is after Pietro's death. She's now part of the Avengers and really sweet moment where she's, you know, she's still in mourning. She's back watching the the sitcoms and, you know, they have a nice little talk. There's one line that I thought was, incredible when they when vision says it Mm. when she's trying to be like oh what what good is like any of this like pietro's not coming back and vision says but what is grief if not love persevering right and when i heard him say that and it's funny because i think it became a meme (laughs) like i'm pretty sure every other writer of anything was just like damn that's good damn that's good oh why didn't i think of that that was i thought that was such a good line that whoever wrote it must have been so proud of themselves (laughs) it's the exact opposite of the wonder woman line of uh i i know you thought i was a pretty cool guy but no i'm kind of a sad loser guy yes that's the that's although both great in their difference. own different respects in just on opposite sides of the spectrum oh, yeah. um anyway so now what, what i just had to do a quick pivot into that because i she, did have it in my notes and it was just too good not to mention um <laughs> so like you said we get now the the moment where wanda is going into the sword facility which we have seen previously yes. shown by hayward it was supposedly a quote-unquote video of her taking Vision's body, right? Yes. But we go, and Hayward's got the body. She goes in. He lets her see the body, and, you know, he's saying it's their property and that, you know, we can't just bury billions of dollars worth of vibranium in the ground for anyone to come pick it up. And he's basically like, we're dismantling him for parts what was interesting to me though was that there's a moment where one of the workers is working on like where the the mind stone was taken out of vision's head right and they're not taking it apart they're repairing that section of his head so while he's telling her he's telling her oh we're dismantling him in the room they're actually fixing him so that was a little hint already that i mean we already knew that he was trying to bring vision back to life but that was an interesting little but we've got a couple things born from that so one he's gone that uh footage is doctored because we learned from the flashback so now we know hayward is or did we just not see all the footage because i think we see her crashing in from what I remember of that footage, I didn't go back mm-hmm. and watch the episode where they show it. We see oh, her crashing right. in, and then the screen yes. goes blank. 
maybe they stop it at the crash. I think they stop okay. it Fair and enough. he says, oh, she Fair took enough. his his body. But still being dishonest. Yes. What we then find out is, and we speculated about, excuse me, about this, the entire series. Uh, she did not need his body to make him. Right. So this she goes, she creates a answer. Yeah, big answer. Makes him. Not sure how I feel about it. But, you know, it was just born out of that's the house they were going to retire to or the plot of land they were going to build their right. house on in Jersey, Jersey represent Avengers chose to live here for our beautiful <laughs> views and metropolitan area um, skiing in the winters, beaches in the summers, but uh, what, and the boss, what I think was the most interesting is what is going to spoiler alert at the end. Now, very end, we get vision waking up essentially being put back together not looking as good as he used to but no mind stone correct so right essentially what happens like you said wanda we see her creating the world right, right. this this westview fantasy world and she conjures vision herself just yes. out of thin air it's interesting that the world around her that she's making is all kind of like you can visually see it with the magic with like red. Yes. But right. then when she's making vision, it's yellow. Yeah. And it kind of looks like the, the mind stone when she interacts with the mind stone. So right. maybe there's the connection there and that's why she was able to do that. Um, but I'll buy that. then yes, at the end of the, at the end of the credits, we get the scene where they reveal White Vision, right. which is he is from the comics as well. I've seen articles and videos referencing um, this vision where in the comics he came back from the dead. And he came back as a, a, all, in an all-white costume or whatever it was. A ghostly And type. he was like that for, a, I think, a handful of years. Um so they introduced this again. He has no mind stone, but what they did was they used the, I guess the magic or the power of the magic that was left over from the drone that they had sent in right. to power vision up. So when they sent in that drone in that past yeah. episode, right? Yeah. Wanda takes it, before, it. Yeah. zaps it and carries it out of the barrier with her and throws it at them. Right. And makes her threats and expands the world and goes back inside. Right. They had that apparently and used the energy that was left over from that whole experience to power up vision. I don't know how they did that. figured out how to do that in the matter of what, 24 hours, but 24 still, hours, but that's what they're <sighs> using. That's all well and good. I'd still be a little suspect, a little upset if he comes back, which I don't think they're going to go this way, comes back the same. Because the mind, the mind stone was essentially his like soul. So without it, I feel like he's, he should just be a robot. He shouldn't be. Yes and no, because you know. they were, if you remember in Infinity War, the whole reason why Thanos basically gets 
the Mind Stone is because mm. they insist on not leaving a man behind, quote-unquote, right. and trying to remove the Mind Stone from Vision while keeping Vision around. They feel like there's a way to remove the Mind Stone yeah. and destroy it without destroying Vision. And that's what right. um, Shuri is working on before there's chaos and, and everything and it doesn't work um uh, again uh, all well and good but also do these soldiers care about bringing him back the way he was or do they just want the, the soldiers don't right the th- but he, hayward doesn't care. hayward wants him to be a weapon right clearly because that's what he continuously describes him as a sentient weapon yes um wanda also, just wants him back yeah and but he's also like the last ditch effort they have to bring her down because apparently there's nothing because well, they don't realize what's going on right now that she's you know got hmm. agatha messing with her um right. yeah absolutely and they don't realize so there's there's a bunch of open threads of yes. this that kind of need to be solved the first, obviously, being what happens with Vision, right? Mm-hmm. Like, now which one is... Obviously, they're probably going to fight each other yes. in the finale. But, like, are they going to, like, merge and become old Vision? Are we just going to get Vision. stuck with new Vision? Is, you know, Conjured Vision going to be able to stick around? Or is he a figment of Wanda's yeah. imagination and powers? Like, what's going to happen there? We need to know what's going to happen with Monica, obviously, we saw her possibly being mind controlled by Pietro. Fietro. But yeah, Fietro, which he's also Agatha. Maybe that's the other thing. We need full clarity need on what's going on with Fietro. And the Fietro. And the kids, the kids may or may not exist. Well, that's that's the last open ended for right. me, in, in my opinion is what's going to happen to them when this world is probably going reset back to normal. Do they still exist? That's kind of in the same category as vision, right? Yes. Um, But the, the last, I think the biggest open-ended question question is more something that was discussed and hinted at outside of the show rather than inside the show is are we actually getting any sort of big reveal to a new character? If so, if we're going to continue this into the movie world and end this series is a limited time series, then one of two things happens. Excuse me. Agatha dies as Mephisto's revealed and he becomes kind of this, cosmic threat even though cosmic is kind of astral and and space age Mm -hmm. but he's also from from hell you know he's from a realm that doesn't exist so that i think that would count as being kind of a cosmic-y type thing um or agatha becomes a villain in the same way that loki was a villain in the movies uh, Mm -hmm. towards the end he's like a pain in the ass that shows up, does tricks, foils plans, and is funny, 
and does that. Like either they're going to incorporate Catherine Hans, Agatha Harkness into film, or we're done with her. And, and she's a setup to the reveal of, you know, Jack Nicholson's Mephisto or something like that. Interesting. I still think, and see, if the there's only no thing Mephisto, is, I don't know I how much of a role Agatha Harkness is going to have because like, we do know that Wanda is, uh, plays a role in the Doctor Strange sequel. Right. My guess is Doctor Strange is taking that like caretaker like baby babysitting role or mentor role to Wanda. Right. So if that happens, then I feel like Agatha, you know, doesn't really play that part in the MCU. So she might just be a straight up villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Wanda might just stay kind of ambiguous. Like she's good, but she does some qu- questionable things, which yeah, moral is kind of in line with, a handful of the Marvel heroes that we have just look at Tony Stark, right? True. Look at Tony Stark and all the tech he's built and all the decisions he's made and, you know, wanting to build a a shield around the world. And, you know, even I just watched um, Spider-Man away from home and like he gives his tech to, um, to Peter Parker. Yeah. And, the tech, he, he apparently had a bunch of weaponized drones just in Ready orbit around yeah. Earth right, without telling anybody. He was yep. all for the accord, the so the whatever Sokovia Accords, Sokovia Accords. He, he was all for all of that, but he still kept his secrets too that he still had right. weapons and, and, and all this stuff. So, like, he was always kind of listen, he's obviously a hero and he sacrificed his life for the, the universe. Cause. But, you know, he did some questionable stuff. And I think that's kind of the area that Wanda will be in, right? Right. I think so. Yeah. I think that makes sense. You know, that she'll be in that kind of more, yeah, like I said, morally ambiguous state. I think you're right. He, Dr. Strange, who's also magically inclined, will take on a role of like, uh, what's, what's, the, what's the, the ancient one? What, is that right? What's her Tilda Swinton. Yes. Yeah. Uh, kind of take that mentor role. So, I mean, I'm curious. I think this has to, uh, this definitely has to be a stepping stone in the direction of a film and a main villain in the film or a key element. Cause they don't just do things like they threw in the Tesseract in, uh, Captain America. They, you know, they had this stuff they, like they know what they want to do and how they want to get there. But, the final thing is, is she going to still be sad if they just bring Vision back? Like if he's white Vision and back and relatively normal, is she still going to be sad and quasi evil or just go back to normal? Or are we, do- like, are we done with Vision? Is Paul Bettany's contract up and <laughs> thank you for coming out. We're done. I'm sure we're not done with Vision. I, I would yeah. be surprised if we're not. It's could be like a uh, maybe like a uh, Winter Soldier scenario, right? Where he's okay. Vision, but he's got to get like become Vision again. You know, he's got to relearn who he is. Um, so oh, you might didn't. have something like that. Um, I, I think in in Wanda's case, uh, 
yeah, like you said, she, she we know she goes on to Doctor Strange. We have to see. I would imagine that she's not going to be very happy with having Vision back, but he's not Vision. Right. Um, and then we have to see if they're they're setting stuff up. Do we think we're getting X Men? God, that I would be so. a big thing to like again. We already have so many questions that are probably going to be answered in the next episode, just related right. to what's currently going on. That all the speculation of like the big stuff, I don't know if we're actually going to get because I don't know if we have enough time to do it correctly. It well, doesn't seem a, like that was the focus of this show. Yeah, I don't think you have time to do it. I don't think you get. I don't think you get X Men. I think if you get Mephisto, it's going to be a teaser, right? Of some sort. I like agree. A, uh, some sort of tease. You're not going to get like a huge reveal. I don't know. I'm curious if a, there's a lot of theories about Paul Bettany when he was saying that he worked with an he got yes. to work with an actor he hadn't worked with ever before, and they had a couple scenes, and it was great, and all that stuff. And there's a theory that he was just talking about himself. Yeah, which would be so douchey. If that that was, would be so terrible. Like it'd be so terrible. It would be if so you're terrible. Teasing that as the reveal. I applaud their ability to keep any anything that's happening in this next episode. The the fact that they've been able to keep it a secret, whether it is Mephisto or whether it's you know Betney White. Uh, uh, vision or something whatever the thing is in the last episode good job them keeping it a secret because I have no idea I haven't seen anything there's no trolls out there trying to like reveal and stuff if it's Mephisto no one has any idea who it is you know which Uh, is rare as as usual we know nothing but this Friday, we're going to learn. Oh, I don't know what the length, yeah. the the episode length is. I don't think they've announced it yet. But I would imagine it's that 40 minutes, if not longer, like we just so, got this last episode, yeah. which, is, which will be cool. So hopefully they well, could do a lot of stuff with it. And then like leaving, leaving WandaVision, and, but talking about the streaming services, the benefit they have, have is you could do uh, a season of 40 minute episodes and have your finale be a two hour movie because you're not you're not dealing with networks for time slots and you're not dealing with commercials and selling airspace so you know i don't think that's what they're going to do but i think it definitely sets a good like tone you know it's like because even with hbo when hbo would do longer episodes um for finales hbo was still a a channel so it's like they need to get to their next movie or their next show you know the westworld comes on after game of thrones or whatever it is Mm -hmm. with this and with streaming services i think you'll probably see more of that where the the final episode is the anchor episode that like is an hour long or is a is a movie because they a they can afford it and b they're not battling for time slots, time space. So I think they could do it. Right. So what we got, man. What's next? Let's we're we're gonna put a cap in in WandaVision for now. We've got the yeah. season finale coming. 
that we will talk about next week and oh, i'm yeah. sure it's going to be something let's yeah. do let's play some stream it skip it or add it to the watch list let's Neil, play i sent you three trailers that came out this week correct two for upcoming movies one for an upcoming series the first that i want to ask you about is the upcoming Zack snyder netflix movie army of the dead I'm going to stream it because it's up my alley. I'm a zombie person. Uh, the trailer was interesting, but I have reservations. A, Zack Snyder has been losing me slowly but surely. Um, B, I didn't realize it was a Zack Snyder joint until the end where the credits came mm -hmm. up. But I was saying to myself as I was watching it, what are they trying to be? Is this humorous? Is this serious? Are they trying to have a healthy mix of both? I, I kept going over that in my head. And then when I saw his name, I was like, oh, now I get the confusion. Because he's not good at that. He's just not good at, at marrying uh, drama or horror and, and comedy. It, yeah, it looked like he was trying. Like, I don't think he's ever really done that before. So it looked like this was his attempt to like do a James Gunn almost. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Where he's going to take a genre film and also make it kind of his own quirky thing. and yeah, comedic, quirky. which he's never done before. So, and, but, and failed miserably at, at, in the, in the uh, Batman versus Superman world of, or in Justice League world of like, these are heroes for children, but everyone's so tired from all the sadness. Like that is what I'm referencing. Like he's not good at that. Right. I think, yeah, I don't know if this is going to be just a different look for him or if it's just going to be the same old yeah. Snyder. Uh, are so you streaming it or what are you doing? I, I'm weirdly interested in it considering it is a Zack Snyder movie and I'm not, I don't think, oh God, this sounds terrible. I don't think there is a Zack Snyder film that I enjoy. Yeah. So I don't know why I'm weirdly compelled to watch this hmm. when I don't like anything he does. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's on my watch list. I think I'm going to end up just watching it regardless of what happens. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't feel good about it. Did did you see World War Z? I did. This has a World War Z feel mm -hmm. with a, have you also played uh, the Fallout games? Yes, I have. Now there is, there's a Fallout game that I enjoyed called Fallout New Vegas. Mm -hmm. And as I was watching this trailer, I was thinking to myself, I'd rather just have that i'd rather just have right. a fallout new vegas movie because this is you know for those that haven't seen the trailer yet it's set in vegas largely it seems um and they definitely lifted uh themes and and mm -hmm. images from that game um tone from world war z it feels like 
And I mean, there's not much you can do with zombies. You're, you're kind of like, I don't, I don't fault people for borrowing from what works. And, and yeah, I, you know, I don't fault I, them, but I, I feel like we're a little like we ran out of things to do with zombies a few yeah. years ago because we like when the walking dead was first coming out the show and everything, all, zombies became a big thing. It was a big like, thing for a good Five years, there was just zombie, 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 yes. like movie show, movie show. And that's kind of died. Like it didn't stay they, for when, very long. You're right. When when Walking Dead hit, they body slammed the uh, cutesy, I'm a, I'm a teen boy, but I'm also like glossy for some reason vampire right off the screen. And and into no man's land because we yep. had to deal with that we had all this twilight and all this other nonsense for a while and then they showed up and it was it was the bomb for a minute zombies were back in the mainstream <laughs> i agree with you um my the other thing i would say they borrowed from was army of darkness from evil dead so for for real zombie fans out there there's there's evil dead evil dead 2 and then Army of Darkness, which is really Evil Dead 3, but they called it Army of Darkness. So, you know, their title, Army of the Dead, like I said, borrowed from New Vegas, yep. borrowed from World War, borrowed from that. And in theory, those are three things that should make a successful movie. I don't think it's going to be in this hands, but I have to see it. I got to watch it. Moving on to the newest Pixar movie that's coming out, yes. Luca. I'm going to let you start because you are a, a Pixar uh, animated person, whereas I, I tolerate and I'm pleasantly surprised at times, but it's not my first choice. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you take this. I, yes, as you said, I am a big Pixar fan. And so I'm excited for this one. Uh, this is definitely a, a stream it for me. Okay. Um, I, think it is a nice little a a different take uh a funny you know fish out of water story which is the pun is intended because they're basically like little sea monster buddies um who are trying to pretend that they're it's almost like they took the concept of splash yes and every like kind of mermaid stories like that but right made it Pixar made it a a buddy story and just set it in Italy. Yeah, which, which are all I'm I'm good with it. Like that's that's like a interesting combination of things that I'm here for. I agree. So you're this is on your watch it then. This this isn't just stream on it. my watch list. This is I will stream this. You're streaming it. I'm streaming. I'm it. I'm going to watch it pending your review okay um and the reason i'm going to watch it is once again as i was sitting through the trailer and and there were funny moments and like you know like he spits water at him and he turns into half a fish and then they have to hide it like that's a cute thing um i was getting a coco vibe Mm -hmm. uh even before they said from the makers of coco and that was one of those I was pleasantly surprised by. I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to sit through Coco. Then I sat through it and had all the feels. Coco is one of probably yeah. up there in one of my favorite Pixar movies. 
that's an excellent film. Coco is an excellent film. So this this had that feel. I don't think it's going to be as as dramatic, but good for Pixar successfully making you care about other cultures. Yes. Like Coco is, Absolutely. you know, uh, Day of the Dead, um, you know, taking us to Mexico and, and so on. This is now set in Italy. Right. Um, mermaid, mer people, fishermen stories from all these fishing villages. Like, they're not beating you to death with it they're just like this is where the story's happening and, and look at these people and check that out and i'd love it like i loved coco was immersive and enjoyable so i i'm not like the trailer wasn't enough to put this on my watch list but i will stream i will i mean to put it on my stream list but i will watch it when the moment arrives yeah i'm with it um all right the final one Bring bringing back some some nostalgia was the reboot trailer for Rugrats. Rugrats. We were Rugrats people, me and you. Oh yeah, we grew up with it. Oh yeah, we grew up with it. I mean, so it's. I'm excited about it. Like I was ready for it and it was nostalgia and it wasn't a lot. It was like a mini scene that trailer. Yes. So it, it was like a teaser more than a trailer. Very much so. Um, here's my only problem. I'm going to put it on the watch list this week until we see a trailer trailer. Yeah. But the reason it's on my watch list and doesn't go right to streaming is I don't like the animation. They changed it. Interesting. I yeah. do. Really? I think it looks good. Yeah. It I think seems... they I was gonna ask you how you yeah. felt about the animation. I actually really I thought they did a really good job with it. I feel like the the Rugrats, just like Batman the animated series, like if they want to bring it back, you have to do it that way. You have to make it look mm -hmm. like that. So to, to take Rugrats, which has this following and like people remember nostalgia, and then to do this, I was like, oh, I just don't know. Well, it seems too surreal. The only thing is, so there's a couple of things. Yeah. Um, they're bringing back all the original voice cast. Excellent. Which makes it like, I think that takes the place of what you're saying with the animation portion. Because... Yeah. Like, we're not actually the targets for this. Like, we grew yeah. up with this, but it's more of, like, our kids are the right. targets for this. And they will enjoy a th more 3D animation that, they this type of animation that they're introducing than the, the old animation. And I yeah. think, um, you know, kind of what they're doing is they're trying to get the parents who grew up on Rugrats to now show the new Rugrats to their kids and, and hook them. You're hundred percent right. I will, I will leave with this. It's like, I think animation was the way it was because it was like cute and fun, but this more 3d realistic approach creeps me out. 
Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's creepy. It, I, I don't know. I, that's, that's my, it just is strange. It's creepy and strange. And it looks too like, it, there's a reason it should be animated. Like it should be soft <laughs> and lilting and like, this is harsh and real and okay. creepy. So, so it's on my watch list. Yeah. It's on, it's watch list for me too, because it's also another streaming service. Yes. It's on Paramount Plus, which is oh. coming out, I think, in the next couple of weeks or something. And I'll, I'll and tell you, yeah. At least it's cheap. I think it's only five dollars and they've got a lot of they've got a lot of stuff on it, it seems like. But yeah. like if I'm going to get Paramount Plus, it means I am eliminating one of the places I'm have. already streaming because right. I don't need right. to be paying that many monthly fees for Thanks. streaming yeah. on top of cable and internet may as well just keep yeah i the i'll tell you what like i'm a uh is it Tubi? I, plato i'm a plato pluto uh, pluto pluto watcher mm-hmm. so like they have some shows on there and you have to sit through the commercials paramount plus has been hitting paying big bucks to promote on pluto oh my god yeah i'm sure it is every single thing you watch at least once or twice. The commercial That's is funny. a Paramount Plus. Well, that story. was a huge thing during the Super Bowl as well because yeah. it's yes. it's you know Paramount owns CBS and CBS hosted this had the Super Bowl this year and it was just over and over again. But um, now, do you get CBS with Paramount Plus? Well, I think everyone just its gets. Thing? I think so. They're converting that CBS All Access streaming service is being converted yeah. to a to Paramount Plus instead, right. where well, it will be expanded to not just CBS stuff because they realized who wants to just pay for like right. I don't know procedurals <laughs> at, right. every month. Like, let's give them everything, and yeah. that's what and, we got. And uh, the thing that would uh, sell this more is a guarantee that if I get this, I get the Super Bowl next year. Well, no, see, they can't do that because the way the Super Bowl works, the way they have the TV deals set up is that it's with a different network each year. So it rotates. So I think the rotation is CBS, um, NBC, and Fox, and maybe ABC. Uh, No, I don't think it's ever on ABC. Yeah, um, so it's it, just those it. three that it ro- it rotates. Um, so no uh, way to well, no way to stream the Super Bowl. Gotta so watch I'm it. Not, uh, I'm not I'm not going to be first online for Paramount Plus. <laughs> um, that also might be one of those where it's like if you have stuff you want to watch, you just pay five bucks for a month, watch it all in the month, and then yeah, cancel and then it. You're, you're good, right? All right, let's let's move on to some rolling or trolling. Rolling. We have a bunch of Spider-Man 3 news and tidbits. First, we were teased earlier in the week by a handful of fake titles for Spider-Man 3 that were posted by the stars of the film, Tom right. Holland, Zendaya, and the I forget his name, but the person who plays Ned Leeds. Yes. And they posted these uh, title logos with Spider-Man Phone Home, Spider-Man Home Wrecker, Spider-Man Home Slice, which at first people like thought that 
one of these were real and it caused a lot of confusion. Um, the next day we got confirmation from director John Watts in a little video and another logo picture that the title is officially Spider-Man No Way Home. Neil, are you rolling or trolling with this title? I'm good. I mean, I'll, I'll roll with it. I think, I think this Holland kid is doing a good job. Um, I like what they've been doing with the movies. Uh, no, uh, homecoming, far from home. And now no way home. And now no way home. So like, I see what they did there. Um, I don't know how much further we can go until you get into the phone home and, and home record and right. like joke names. Um, but I'm, I'm good with it. Like I, I think the title matters less to me than the content. Like they could call it Spider-Man, you know, the quest for more money and I'm still going to go watch it. Like I, right. you know, Spider-Man three, the, the ratings boost, like as long as it's good, I don't really care. So it's, I'll, I'll roll with it. I'm good. Um, yeah. I'll roll with it too. More so for what I think, hope it says about what the movie is going to be about right because mm -hmm. it implicates one we had the teaser at the end of far from home where you know peter parker is outed as spider-man right on national television by J jonah jameson and um and mysterio and so does that mean he like he's kind of lost out in the world now on the run because people think he murdered Mysterio and all this stuff? Um, does it mean multiverse things? Is he in the multiverse and he can't find his way back, back to his universe because we see the overlap with J. Jonah Jameson now and we know right. we're getting Electro and Dr. Octopus from those pr other movies? Yeah. Um, I, I, that makes me more interested because I feel like it's like furthering the idea of a multi, a shared multiverse and all this stuff. Right. Um, Which I'm, I'm all for. I, I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, I think that ties together nicely. Also an interesting note, people were theorizing uh, that the teases from the actors were a hint at the green goblin because the spider-man logos that they used in each of their posts when you put them together um they made up the green goblin's classic color scheme from the comic books ah. of purple and green for his costume yeah. and silver for his glider um which interesting to think about because we do know we're getting past villains but we don't yeah. know if there's a like me if one of them are the main villain or if we're getting a this universe villain you know right. people have said oh we want um craven the hunter we want this guy yes. are we possibly getting green goblin as the main villain like an mcu version of green goblin that would be pretty awesome that would be pretty awesome they do a great job i think if that's correct that would take an immense amount of coordination among all those actors and the studio to drop that little hint and reveal. Um, but in our, in our world that we live in, yeah, I'll take any bit of like news like that. It's like, well, they used the, the color blue. So it must mean they're going overseas or something yeah. like I'm fine with that. Um, on a side note, 
like I love Green Goblin. I've always spoken highly of Willem Dafoe. Uh, on a personal level, I was always more partial to Hobgoblin myself. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I think that despite the fact that, you know, we do know the appearances that are being made from Doc Ock, Electra, all that, I am surprised by how little we know and how little has actually leaked about this movie when you really think about it. You know what I mean? We still don't know who the main villain is. Yeah. Like we st- there's a lot about this movie that we don't know. Like if there is a main villain to this movie, we have no idea who it is. Same right. thing with like, they're really doing this across the board with the Marvel movies too. Like look at a movie like Black Widow. The villain is Taskmaster. Mm. That movie was delayed a, a year and change. And we still have no idea who the actor is playing Taskmaster. Right. And, and in a know, world of leaks, it's yep. insane that we don't know who that is. I, and, and somehow I'm sure COVID is playing a part. Like the isolation, I think, has reached the studio and that level. Like, I think it's Possibly. made it easier for them to keep secrets some fashion. Yeah, it must be because what's changed? Oh, this, this is the only thing that's changed, like the, the isolation of it all. Continuing so. with Spider Man news, Tom Holland says that he is taking a break from Spider Man after No Way Home, but he also says that he definitely wants to return to make as many Spider Man movies that Sony and Marvel will have him for. I'm sure for me personally, I'm rolling with, with Tom Holland coming back. So he's, he's taking a little hiatus. Like he's done a bunch of Spider-Man movies in a row. Uh He says he wants to take a little break. We don't know how much of a break that is. Is it a year? Is it a couple of years? Is it six months? Um, Is it his contract is officially up after no way home. I'm sure he's coming back. I think he's going to get a, um, a, a Robert Downey Jr. type deal. Likely. I'm going to give this a slow roll because uh, I feel as though Tom, Tom, Tom is possibly making a grievous error. He made a splash, became famous, and now wants to pull away, test the waters, and be like, oh, I'll, I'll come back, but I, I'm going to go, you know, I, I, I'm going to do other things, explore my options. Uh, listen, I don't know what the options are, man. He's going to be in that, like, you can read my mind movie. Yeah, uh, that's coming out. You know, look at it's the pretty girl. going to be an Uncharted. Yeah, Uncharted. So let's see how that all goes. But, you know, I love me some Pierce Brosnan. Phone wasn't ringing a lot after James Bond. Okay, Craigers, that Logan Lucky, ah, phone's not ringing. He just, you know, his what was oh, his? I thought line? he was good. He, he, listen, Craig, hold on. He did ahead. that movie, Logan Lucky, and he did. You forget Knives Out, which was a Knives big Out, hit, and he's going to be returning for more Knives Out movies. He found himself another franchise. Post he found himself Bond. a little niche, uh, but he wasn't in a lot of Knives Out. Like he was the least he's, interesting. He's the out. he was the main character. He was he's, not the main character. He was the, he main, was the like, he's, but he's the one character in yeah. that series that will carry over to all. Oh, that'll carry movies. over. I he's, yes. he's the guy. I'll grant you that. I will grant you that. I'll grant you that. Listen, I'm just saying, 
Be be careful, Tom Holland. Be careful. That's all I'm saying. He's fine. He's like 20, which is absurd to think. It is absurd. Think about how much he's done with his life, and he's a good, I think, like 23 or 24 years old. I'm proud of him. I'm proud. I'm I'm happy for him. He's been Spider-Man like five times already. Yes. Um, But that's the other thing. Like, Don't take too much time, kid, because those tights are going to get real tight when you come back. You know, you're only getting older. Well, the last and, and bit. You don't want a Tobey Maguire. You know, you don't want to be 62 years old while you're playing Spider-Man for the third time and 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 try to, you know, climb up the building. Be like, oh, Jesus. And just make your way up the thing. And then basically just say, oh, God, I hope Jay Jonah just outs me so I can retire. Carry on. I'm sorry. The last, the, the last yeah. Spider-Man piece is that Tom Holland hinted in an interview that he believes Sony and Marvel have already worked out their new deal to make sure that Spider-Man is in the shared universe with the MCU for a long time. Rolling, rolling with that. That's genius. Yes. I everybody rolling with it too. Please don't be getting my hopes up. He basically said, yeah, we are not going to have a situation like we did a couple years ago when everyone thought he was suddenly gone. Good. That's a smart move. A very smart move. I agree. Um, two updates on some show premieres for Disney Plus. Uh, we are getting Star Wars: The Bad Batch. That seems to be like the Clone Wars replacement. Yeah. Um, that's premiering on Star Wars Day, May the fourth, and Loki. That release date is officially June eleventh. I'm rolling with both, but I'm actually more excited about Loki. I'm so excited for Loki. Oh, I think that's going to be don't, so good. Yeah. The the Bad Batch, I don't think, is going to be the Mandalorian they think it's going to be. Um, I don't think they... Th- I, I think they're hoping it's Clone Wars because obviously it's the same animation and stuff. Right. But I don't think it will be anything close to Mandalorian just because it's not live action. You're going to have such a, a smaller audience for a yeah. part, an animated but, show. But they're they're taking essentially non... I don't want to say non-characters, but like Clone Wars was Anakin, Obi-Wan, Yoda, mm-hmm. people we knew. Mandalorian was essentially... We don't know anything about this. It's just the world and it worked. Bad batches. We don't know anything about this. It's just the world. Okay. And they're hoping it works. That's my connection. Yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. the the Loki of it all, I'm excited. I think Hiddleston is uh, funny. I think he's fun to watch. I think he's going to do a great job in that role. And he's going to be smarmy and sly yeah. and fun. I think it's going to be fun. I and additionally, I'm excited for Owen Wilson to be in something good again. It's been a wow. while. Yeah. And and Tom Hiddleston does there. a great. Thank you. <laughs> he does a great Owen Wilson impression. I hope he does it to him. The impression to him. That landline ringing off the hook, man. Oh. Ringing off the hook. Um. Okay, moving on to some DC stuff now. Um, we have two. Uh, projects that have been announced by DC. The first of which is there is a Superman reboot in the works. 
um, or it's either a reboot or it's one of those um, type of reboots like they're doing with the Robin, Robin Patter, Pattinson. Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Yes. Just totally butchered his name. Ro- Robert Pattinson, um, his Batman, how it's in like the multiverse or whatever. It's, I think it's this type of movie. It's coming from J.J. Uh, Abrams. And apparently yes. the rumor is that it will be Earth 2 Superman's Val Zod, the um, black Superman. Interesting. Oh, where he... Oh, interesting. I don't, I don't know anything about Earth 2 Superman, to be honest. I was wondering if uh, you might. Well, I know that there's the, there's the like under the red sun where his uniform is black and he was he landed in Russia in the Soviet Union as opposed to Kansas. Right. So I don't know if that's the way they're going. Earth 2 no, is basically is just the, yeah. not like black suit Superman, like black. Oh, black Superman. Yes, black yeah. Superman. Well, I mean, I'm I'm all for it. let's let's see something new. He's a, he's a different character. Val Zod yeah. is his name. Uh, I wonder if that's connection to General Zod in this. I'm sure. Universe. I'm sure that that's the case. Um, I think that I'm okay with this. Like, I'm gonna roll with this because this is how you uh, do this. Like, this is how you introduce options and different characters and changes and all that it's like earth 2 earth 42 Earth 29 earth this and that mm-hmm. like you know and you give people like a choice an option it's like well look at this like here's it's superman but different you know and then right. you get to still have your clark kent and your you know kal-el and all that so I'm, I'm rolling i'm curious quite frankly i'm curious to see how they do it and even more than like the character itself I'd be curious to see how they differentiate the Earth 2-ness. Yes. Like, what is the set going to look like to, to make me think it's the same, but it's different than Earth? Like, I want to see that. Yeah, I am going to roll with it as well because I think J.J. Abrams... I don't love everything that he does, but he, if there's one thing he's good at, it's launching franchises. Yeah. Okay. I go. I can go. He's the, I mean, he's long since been the guy to, Oh, you need to restart. You need to reboot. You need to take this long lost franchise and get it started up again. You have JJ Abrams make director produce the, the first entry to it i just don't think he's good at finishing projects or right. franchises but he's he's good at at booting them up at starting booting them up yeah. I, I i can go for that I can go. um the second project that we're getting is we're getting a blue beetle movie i don't know much about the blue beetle yeah um the, but the movie in development will mark the first time a Latino hero right. is leading a live action superhero movie. I do want to note, most of the people reporting this were saying that it's the first time a Latino hero is leading a superhero movie without right. the live action note. And they forget that we got into Wild the spider, yeah. into the spider verse and Miles Morales is half Puerto Rican. So. To all Absolutely. those news outlets, don't be sleeping on Miles Morales, all right? I 
think that's interesting. Well, look, I'm going to roll with Blue Beetle because I I love that we live in a world where you you the even the the option of a Blue Beetle live action movie exists. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. Um, the you know uh, first we say Puerto Rican or Hispanic. Which Hispanic. Say? Hispanic. The first Hispanic um, lead superhero in a live action movie, I think is great. You know, Blue Beetle's an interesting character. He's been played, uh, or, you know, the, the mantle has had several different people um, play him. But I think it'd be fun. It's a lot of fun, you know, and it's, a, it's a definitely an interesting direction to go in, gives us options. Yeah, I am blindly rolling with this just blindly. for the fact that we're, we're going to get some Hispanic representation represents superhero world outside of um, like what's his face from Ant-Man. Oh yeah. That's pretty much yeah, all we awesome. get is like the side character in Ant-Man is like the most, <laughs> the most, uh, what's his face? Uh, Michael Pena, who I yes. love. He's awesome. Um, but like I, I'm, I'm in my head, I'm trying to cycle through all of the characters in all these movies. I'm pretty sure he might be the own only Hispanic. He's definitely the best known. Like he, he jumps immediately to your mind. If you're asked that question, you go right to him. Uh, it's here's the, I'll say this, not to rain on the parade, but, like DC needs to get its house in order. Yeah. And so before they introduce like these new characters and hopefully it works, like hopefully everybody's like, Oh my God, Blue Beetle. Amazing. All right. It's great. Um, like maybe getting away from the tent pole figures is a good idea. You know, That's I want true. it to work. That's, That's all I'm saying. True. Like, I, 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 I like want it to work, work too. I, I, if it's going to be the first, I want it to work. Um, last bit. This should be interesting. Yes, our 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 man, Zack Snyder, uh, uh, was giving an interview, and he said that the Snyder cut quote ends in a massive cliffhanger unquote because the original version was once intended to have a follow up. <sighs> Can't we just? let it die like let it go man stop the madness why they're not going to make a sequel they're not going to do it i don't i feel like they almost definitely are going to make a sequel really yeah and i here's my thing about this mm -hmm. your four hour movie ends in a cliffhanger yeah we couldn't say all we need you couldn't say. you can't give it an end in four hours <laughs> but like what here's my here's my fear here's my thing when you're like they're definitely going to have a sequel when they called up ben affleck to be like well we're going to do the snyder cut so we need you to come back you know you still have the suit right he was in the backyard like just about to toss it into a fire and then he hung up the phone. He's like, ah, damn. And then went back in the house and put it away. He's ready to go. 
they they got him seconds before he was just torching it and uh, along with his divorce papers from Jennifer Garner like he was ready to be done i don't know if you get him back for that um i guess he does have to make alimony payments now so maybe he is looking for a He's sequel been divorced for a while yeah i guess she has. makes good money she's in all those commercials hey man i'm just saying he might, homeboy might be needing might need work <laughs> okay like we all saw the the sound of silence video when he was given that interview remember that he was yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. he was with the uh, superman and like his face and then they played sound of silence over it and i was like oh that's so sad but he was ready to go so i don't know if they do a sequel great i don't know how you have a cliffhanger after four hours um but that's wild to me i'm totally again, trolling it I almost like dumpster fire that they keep throwing gas on. I know. Like I have to watch this movie and it makes like, I really don't want to watch it just like on principle, Yeah, you know, but I know I'm going to, and everyone's going to be, I feel like a lot of people feel that way. And then DC's going to say, Oh, it was such a big success. It's the most watched thing, but it's not because it was good or anything really anyone wanted to watch. It's like, the car crash that everyone has to like slow down for and look at as they're passing it by. Exactly. Like you right. can't, you have to do it. Yeah, so like, that's what's going to happen with this movie. Um, I'm sure the four hour, the four hours is going to turn away a lot of people that would have seen it. But still, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are like, I have to see what this is. Yeah. <sighs> Let's let's get into some other stuff. Let's talk about our suggestions for let's each other. Let's do it. Where let's do you where do you want to start? We I watched Clear and Present Danger, the um, Jack Ryan Harrison Ford film, and Neil, you watched About Time, a weird kind of rom com, yes. kind of not movie. Let's do this because i because i'm ready with my suggestion so why don't you start okay and then i'll give you my suggestion first at the i end like it here. yeah okay so clear and present danger yes. um the first and most important thing about this movie is that like within the first 10 to 15 minutes of this movie if not sooner they say the title of the yeah. movie in the movie, and that just made me happy. I love when they do that. In <laughs> when they do it's that, great. Yeah. It's great. The president says he presents a clear and present danger. And I'm just like, yes, this is it. We're off to a good start. <laughs> um, I was confused for a portion of the movie. Right. I was confused as to, I don't know if I missed something but I was confused as to like what certain people's motivations were because there was a lot going on. There's Jack Ryan, there's James Earl Jones who has cancer and was the former, like not in real life in his character gets cancer and spoilers dies. Just ran. That's just a plot thread thrown in there. You have the people working in, I think, the cia with jack ryan but they're not the same department or something but they're his boss but they're not and i don't they're like working with the 
drug dealers, but they're not working with them. I don't know. They confused me. You have the um, the group of military, but they're being turned mercenary almost for those said bad government people. You right. have the drug uh, cartel. You have the drug cartel consultant who's trying to overthrow the drug cartel to take over himself. Right. It's just the consultant. a whole lot of like things going on that I couldn't really keep straight what was happening and who was doing what for why. But I still like, I still enjoyed it. Like I still had a good time watching it. It was so like, here's the thing. I don't normally like a, uh, Colombian drug lord movie like we have to take mm-hmm. on a cartel movie for right. the some of the reasons you're explaining it's like confusing i don't necessarily care um it's a world that i don't find conducive to intrigue and action this however uh and i think because it was a, a harry ford harrison ford joint like altered a bit like they definitely you know, they weren't going to drag him through the thicket of the Amazon. You know, he Harrison Ford wasn't going to stand for that. So I, I liked, you know, this. This was the sequel to his first outing uh, as Jack Ryan. Which I'm now going to have to go back and watch. You got to watch it. But yeah. like, I'm glad you enjoyed it because like, talk to me for a minute about how like ni- late 90s Harrison Ford acting. Cause like we know him as this curmudgeonly don't, don't yes. call me Han Solo, like a actor, a, a big grump as it were. Like what, what's, how are you connecting well, with him? I mean, the- it's, uh, this came out in 1994 is very much a movie of, of that era yeah. and that decade, which I liked, like it was a nice throwback and a nice, I guess, like aesthetic to it right that like kind of took me back to like movies that we used to watch that were like had a similar kind of feel were made the same way got like uh, but what this got me thinking about in particular was um was just harrison ford in general i don't think gets a lot of credit for something so, like, obviously you have um, back in, like, the, I guess, 60s and stuff like that, the action movies that we got, yeah. they were mainly, like, westerns, right? Correct. So you had older action stars, but they were really just, like, John Wayne. Maybe you get yeah. a little Frank Sinatra, people like sure. that are in there who are kind of older, but it's not, like that actiony right not the action that we kind of know as we get into the 80s and the 90s where you're yes, getting some explosions you're getting shooting not you're getting running around and stuff like that um when you really look at it harrison ford was a pioneer for the the older action film star that we see today where you see the liam neesons and the keanu reeves and the like all, you know, all of those people in yeah. that vein that are like taking on these action roles yeah. later in their career. 
Harrison Ford that. did that two decades before anyone else was doing it with right. movies like this, with Air Force One. Like he did a slew of kind of actiony movies that were similar to this that I don't think like a lot of people put connect those dots to each other. I like that. I see that is a perfect that's why we do this. That's why we do these suggestions. Absolutely. That's a great analysis. I think you're absolutely right. I, I and I hadn't even thought about that as I was watching it. Um, like it might he, be him and the other person. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, Because no, I think you like this. And the other person I thought of too, kind of in the same time frame and slightly yeah. older, Sean Connery. Oh, definitely, definitely. Also definitely, doing yeah. the same sort of thing with Untouchables yeah. and The Rock and and all those types of movies. So those yeah, were trapping. kind of the two. Before we got the big slew of them in the you know two thousands with Liam Neeson, Sean Penn, Keanu, yes. even Pierce Brosnan got in on it a little bit. Yeah, a little uh, bit. Kevin Costner did one or two. Like all of these I, people, they I were like doing it. it before them. I think you're right. I think you're right. I also think he's got uh, that look where you believe him as being menacing as an adult, like as an older man, like Sean Connery looks like he could kick your ass, you know, God yeah. rest in peace. But like as a, as a 60, 70 year old, you know, Sean Connery looks like he could get one good one off and it would hurt. Uh, I like that. I like your, I like your um, analysis of that. He, yes. And I do. I think he's got that look to him. Well done, sir. That was yeah, I appreciate that. He also like yeah. speaking of the look to him, he does have like the perfect like when stuff is going down, he has like the look you'd imagine someone would have when all of that like is Harrison going Ford on. I'm getting frantic. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Harrison Ford yeah. getting fran- frantic, that look is it's yeah. perfect. I okay. Perfect. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I do think you'd enjoy the other one. Uh I'm I hope that was a gateway to you. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, for those other films. Uh, so you asked me to watch about time and I will caveat that I rewatched it this morning for our conversation to be sure well, that I had a good, a good memory of it. Talk about this. Um, I asked you for, uh, having you suggested the wire and I watched it and it was very serious, very dramatic. Yes. And I said, I would like to change the tone and have a comedy rom-com to pull me out of the funk of the wire and yeah. you hideous monster uh, gave me about time, which, which wasn't as rom-commy it, as I remember feels man. Yeah. yeah. It was not as rom-commy as you led me to believe I'm watching this movie. Very English, very English movie. Oh, super, bad. super British. Yeah. Super British. Um, it's literally, so spoiler alert, it's about time travel. So, which it's not is like, a good segue, though, to what we were talking about a couple episodes ago. We were talking about so Groundhog Day and time yes. loop stuff, and yes. and all that. So this is kind of a little, we'll you know, bring it back segue Taking over back. into that world. Yeah, even though you you totally botched uh, the the feelings I wanted a out bit. of it, yeah. but you got um, good feelings by the end. I had good feelings, Thank and you. I liked the movie, so I won't bury the lead. I liked the movie. I'm happy I watched it. But very English, very dry. Uh, it's literally like the title's about time, and it is literally about time 
travel. Like that's so I yes. was I enjoyed that. I like I like witty wordplay. Um, but let me just say this, Bill Nye. Yes, I would not watch, the science guy. Not the science guy. Uh, uh, you know Davy Jones from Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean. Uh, I would watch Bill Nye read the phone book. He's one of the few actors that I would do that with. I would pay money to watch him do something boring. He is just awesome and like fun and interesting and making choices and reacting. He's a very reactive actor. And I was noticing that in these scenes where someone else is being dramatic, like his son is going back in time and visiting him because, you know, again, spoiler alert, he passes away. So he's going back and the father knows this because the men in the family have the ability to travel through time and they don't tell anyone. So each time the son comes back, like the father knows that he's died. Mm -hmm. Um, And it gets to the point where, you know, he can't come back in time because after he has his son, uh, if you travel back past the birth of your child, it changes the child. So yes, once he has this kid, he can't ever go back. So it's like the last few visits with the dad, with Bill Nye, and watching uh, Don Dominal Don Hole, watch watching <laughs> Dominal Dominal Gleason uh, be emotive and like have this big you know, monologue and everything. I found myself, not that he's a bad actor. He's, he's very good. Um, I don't know if he's leading man material, but he was good for this. Uh, I found myself watching Bill Nye, like react to everything he was saying. And, and it was just pure genius. The, uh, this was 2013. So you took me back in time as I did you. Um, this is, I think the first commercial film for uh uh what's her name harley quinn why can't i think of her name yes uh margot robbie margot this robbie. was sneakily like pretty yes. much one of her very first movies that she did i was i was watching and it's and I'm a like, bit part it's a bit part and she's younger like she's obviously she still looks stunning but like she did look different she looked young yes and and i was like is that and I look, and then I went to IMDb. I'm like, oh my god, that is it's Margot Robbie, and she's Australian, so she definitely fit the British cast and the accents and everything. But I think it was just it was it was fun. It was it was surprisingly heartfelt, uh, mm-hmm. fun to watch. The only criticism is it's two hours and one minute, and it definitely could have been one forty-five. I I agree. It could have been shorter. Yeah. They could have cut out some stuff. Little, little um, shorter. But great, great suggestion, great movie. I'm I'm glad you liked it. My yeah. my question for you after watching it, yes, well, sir. because I do think it's a very good like. There's some like it's not the rom com that I kind of that semi I remembered it to be. It, it wasn't right. at all, um, but it is definitely a very like uplifting. You get a yes. positive message, a great message at the end to appreciate. You know light your time in the moment and stop wishing you could go back and change things and all this stuff what would you do if your father walked in to the room right now and told you that all the men in the family could go back in time they had that power what would you do with that power with that power 
Yes, with the specific power from the movie. Yes. What would you with do the with the specific it? power from the movie? So the power was, and it was cute, like the way he was explaining it. And again, like Bill Nye explaining that they have this power is genius. Oh, yeah. You, you have to go into a dark room and make fists <laughs> and then think real hard. And it, you go back to it. It has to be a moment you lived in. So like you couldn't go back. Yeah, he says it in the movie. He's like, I couldn't go back and kill Hitler. I can't go you know, to the turn of the century has to be a moment you lived in. So what would I do? I think I would go back in time and I would definitely have uh, convinced you harder to uh, follow through on the idea we had to write a Batman spec script because it seems like they'll just make anything. Well, at that point we could just rewrite one of the ones we saw. Well, that's right. That's right. Yes. Um, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I feel like I wouldn't, I wouldn't would use do? it too. Like I would never use it to go back further than like a day. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I would, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't want to change anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wouldn't want to change anything that, like up to this point okay but like you know i would start making money from it yeah there you go you'd use it to your advantage absolutely greed like, and avarice okay i game starting at seven o'clock yeah. game ends at 10 you're Let's in the just, closet making oh fits. i see who won let me uh back a take, day back it up a couple hours and mm. And place a nice little bet and just never have to work anymore. Well, that would be a delight. Yeah, that would definitely. You know, and it's only three hours. It's not like I'm changing that much. You know what I mean? Truth. What's going to happen? That's how I would use it, I think. Just sports gambling. (laughs) Sports gambling. Well done, sir. Honesty. I like that. Hit me with your suggestion for this week. I'm excited because you have one like ready to go just i like, do yeah i do i, I like um it. and i suggested to you uh as we talked this week um that i think this is like a film you can sit and watch uh with the family with your um spouse i think it's a fun one it's certainly it's not a- i mean there's some action in it but it's not harrison ford getting frantic it's uh romantic but okay. also manly okay um, it's an older film, but it is an Irish classic. I watched this movie, and one of my best friends got me into this. Um, I watch this movie every year on St. Patrick's Day. Okay? Okay. John Wayne. Yes. That's right. John Wayne. Uh, Maureen O'Hara. Okay. Very famous people. The film yep. is The Quiet Man. Yes. Very famous movie that I've never Very seen. <laughs> never seen it. It is streaming. It is streaming for Frizzle. Uh, he's an American, because John Wayne's never going to play anything other than American. Of course um, not. He, it's 1952. In, that's when the movie was made. I believe this is uh, uh, takes place before 1952. Um, he's an American. He's a retired boxer 
He's had his last fight. You know, he's not old, but these boxers don't retire old, you know, so he's a younger man. Uh, decides he's going to pick up. He's going back to the old country that he's never really been to, but had family there. Moves to Ireland and gets involved in this community. And there's hijinks and problems and uh, mm-hmm. men getting their pride hurt. And uh, John Wayne has to deal with that. Okay. And, uh, it is it is quite excellent. Quite excellent. And there's a line in the film that is hysterical, but also so 1952. It's a line that if they remade the film, you could uh-huh. never put it in. It's not even cursing. It's not oh, offensive. Boy. It's nothing like that. <clears throat> but... It's just ridiculous. And we'll talk about it because it's like, oh, the, the, how ridiculous was that scene? And, uh, and we'll, we'll discuss. But that's my suggestion for you, sir. And I think I'm ready for it. it. That is a movie that I've never seen. I like that you're going with the St. Patrick's Day theme yes, and giving Irish. me a, a, an Irish classic. Uh, that just made me think of one to suggest to you that fits oh, I. kind of it's like associated a little bit okay. with that theme the only issue is i think you've probably seen this movie already and uh-huh. it's only streaming on something called hoopla uh-huh. which i don't know what it is what that is okay. but i i'm curious if you've seen this or not and me, I, I think I'll probably suggest something else, but I just want to know if you've seen this. Have you seen okay. the movie Celtic Pride with Dan Aykroyd? Yes. Okay. okay. I love that movie. That'd be I would be willing to watch that anyway and talk yeah. about it next week. Yeah, that uh, Dwayne Wayne's uh, Dan yeah. Aykroyd and oh. um, uh, what's his face from uh, Daniel Stern. Yes, Daniel Stern. Daniel Genius. Stern. Genius. Uh, <laughs> that is a good movie, but I, I won't oh suggest that. So what I, so last week I botched the mood you were in. Yes. So instead, what I'm going to do is I have a couple of things on my list that I'm thinking about suggesting to you. All of these movies that I have on my list are recent releases within the last couple weeks. Oh, Okay. So I'm just going to give you the vibe of each movie and you could let me know what you're most interested in. I'm ready. Some of these you might be able to tell what it is given the description. So I have two on this. There's four currently that I have on this list. Two of them are going to be Oscar contenders. Interesting. One focusing more on the... Uh, I guess middle of the country and the other focusing on a certain point in history, both very serious films in different ways. Okay. Then I have a family movie, just family fun movie. And lastly, I have a movie that is just bat crap crazy. It's just insane. Like it's insane, but you can't 
tear your eyes away from it and i kind of want to know what your thoughts are on it when if Uh, if and when you watch it so it's it's like a, a a thriller on steroids somewhat i what are you feeling i think this week i'll take the family film okay and i'll take the craziness next week Okay, so this week I am suggesting to you something that we've discussed on this podcast in Stream It, Skip It, or Add It to the Watch List. Right. It just released last week on HBO Max. It's a throwback, but new. Interesting. Tom and Jerry. Oh my goodness. I'd love to watch that. Okay. That came we did out. discuss this. It we came did out? discuss it. It came out. All I right. watched it. And while it's not like, listen, it's not going to be everyone's favorite. Okay. But I enjoyed it. And I thought it was like a throwback to like the kids movies that we grew up with. I love it. It's, All right. It reminded me a lot of of movies similar like in that vein. So I I thought it was good. I enjoyed yeah. it and it's got some good people in it. Michael Peña, we mentioned him on the pod. He's in it. He does a good job. Um love and Michael. yeah, I th- I think you're going to like it. So I'm I'm interested. To, I'm in to Tom and Jerry. Okay. I, I needed an excuse to watch that. Yeah, I am thinking I I might for the next couple of weeks give give some recent releases modern releases yeah so modern because i know you're gonna you're gonna hit me with the with the classics i am i've got i've got and a it's deep tough for me bench. to find movies that you haven't seen so yes. i might as well there's more of a chance you haven't seen it if it's like just modern. come out and you haven't had the chance I, to see it yet yes have had a misspent so that might be watch the tactic i like it awesome well I am going to watch The Quiet Man. Neil, you are going to watch Tom and Jerry. Jerry. We still have the season finale of WandaVision to talk about next week. I am very excited. We are going to spend a absurd and excessive amount of time discussing it, the ins and outs, and what it all means for the MCU. Until next time, if you are enjoying listening to the podcast, please consider subscribing, reviewing, and and just downloading whatever, wherever it is that you're listening to us. Please do so. You can also find us on Neil's website, gluedtothescreen.com. That's glued, the number two, thescreen.com. And until next time, Neil. What do you got to say to the people? Stream on, everybody.